We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Seahawks Man-to-Man Podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You guys know where to follow me, so I will just continue to shout out our YouTube channel, Seahawks Man-to-Man. That's the number two man on YouTube. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206, and that's CKID206. Before I introduce our special guest who is hosting us for this uh, post-game episode of the Seahawks Man-to-Man Podcast, I want to give a special shout-out to everyone who attended our live podcast at the Roanoke in Seattle on Friday, September 9th. Uh, that was a beautiful night. It was great to meet all you guys who came out to support. Uh, we didn't live stream the show or put the audio out, so if you were there, you were there. And if you weren't, you weren't. I'm actually really happy about that. Um, happy everybody got to get that experience. And just meeting some of the fans in person, man, was just amazing. People who said they've been listening to me and Chris for years. Um, even we had a homie, Micah, who was blind. He was listening to our show for years, man. That We appreciate that love, and uh, we just wanted to reciprocate it uh, in person. I want to start the show with that. And without further ado, announce our special guest making his second uh, appearance on the show. The homie Ben Baller is in the building. Ben, what's going on? What's good, man? What's good, man? I'm just I'm high off this W right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What was it? Almost a year ago, about yeah. 11 months ago, we uh, we were in this, this same space uh, in downtown Seattle. We're talking after the Saints, Saints game. Yeah. yeah. It was a Monday Night Football game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Monday Night Football game. They lost to the Saints 13 uh, to 10, 10, I believe ugly. the score was. Yeah. Ugly game. Uh, and honestly, this 17-16 win over the Broncos that we're about different. to die into, yeah, there wasn't even that much different man but i feel like the emotions were just crazy in this one uh, you could feel it in the lead up you know there was so i mean ben you were in the audience man it, it feel like it was like a mixture of highlighter green people and then just a sea of orange like i feel like denver russ brought the denver fans out tonight i think a lot of and i, I tried to discredit it a lot but you know my my season tickets are in their way section so i'm used to seeing a good amount of, you know, different colored jerseys that aren't blue or green or white. But there was a lot of Denver fans in the section. The thing that got me, though, was I have not heard the stadium that loud in maybe six, seven years, bro. It has been, you know, where we owned the loudest stadium, you know, uh, rain title. It was loud, bro. Like, it was crazy. Denver fans weren't too bad. Um a lot of heckling and stuff, but yeah, it, it was. That's it was, normal. Normal for fans. Yeah, 
you know. <laughs> Yo, so so there were two people who asked me uh, how loud it was in there. One of them was the homie Richard Dice, who uh, does the media. He covers the media for the Athletic. For us, he te- he uh, hit me. He was like, "Yo, I'm writing a media piece for tomorrow. Can you give me like a one sentence like quote on how loud it is uh, in there right now?" I told him. It's almost as if Seahawks fans are attempting to be as loud as humanly possible to let Russell Wilson know he made a mistake in leaving. Mm. Now, I had another homie who just texted me uh, that he asked me how loud. He said, what's the scene like in there? I want to pull up uh, his my text to him because this was not PG-13 at all. I'm wondering <laughs> Richard had to be PG-13, right? Because I, I know he was writing something. I said... It's like everybody in the audience did a bunch of cocaine in the bathroom before walking in. <laughs> wow. that, that is what it felt. I wanted to tell Richard that, but I, I feel like we couldn't run that at the Athletic, especially since we've got, we got bought by the New York Times. But no, that's really what it felt like. Like all those turnovers, those fumbles at the goal line. This the scene after the game, watching Marquise Goodwin do backflips, you know, in victory formation, watching Pete Carroll hype up the crowd in victory formation, do jumping jacks on the sideline next to Jordan Brooks, Tyler Lockett take his helmet off and just run up and down the sideline uh, on the home side, hyping up the fans, man, for Geno Smith to drop that bar uh, to, I think, was that Lisa Salters he told that to? Yes. Yeah, to Lisa um, on ESPN after the game. They you write know, me so off. They wrote me off. Though. I ain't right back, though. That's, yeah, that's the problem. I feel like Drake's about right to drop back. a song called something around those lines. I'm, I'm waiting though. The, the whole the whole post game scene from that to Richard Sherman tweeting the gifts, uh, trolling Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin tweeting trolling Russell Wilson. Like it felt like everybody. Shelby Harris had to say after the game. No, I miss Shelby Harris. What oh, Shelby yeah, Harris said. Powerful interview. He, at the end, he said, "Let's ride." Did he? Yes. <laughs> he said, "That's what happens when you trade. You know, your defensive players. You make plays." Like he was, he went off. It was a good minute oh, twenty. Oh man, it was, was that good. that was on TV? It was on, I think it was Tom Pelissero. Someone from NFL Network was like, "Hey, great interview here," and he just laid it all out in a oh, minute twenty six. It was good. I'll, I'll show it to you later. Yo, so I think that like that. I want to talk about that part real quick first to get into the ins and outs of the game. It really this felt like college. Like this really felt like a college rivalry where you had all the alumni coming back, K.J. Wright raising the flag, Marshawn Lynch at practice, Cliff Aver at practice, Richard Sherman at practice, Doug Baldwin coming to the game. I feel like Doug's only been at two games since he retired. <laughs> One where he raised the flag and tonight. Yeah. You know, all, Mike Morgan back in the building. I think I don't, I, Sidney Rice might have, might have even been there today. It just felt he like was. he was. Sidney yeah. Rice was there. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just felt like all I mean, these. Cliff and, and Marshawn pulled up too, though. Yeah, yeah, Cliff, Marshawn, like, everybody. Lofa was there, I'm pretty sure, uh, pulled up as well to Tupu. Like, it's like everybody was there. It almost felt like a bunch of guys coming back to their college to make sure they beat the arch rival. Yeah. Like, it had that, like, rivalry feel to it. Even Tyler, like I said it after the game, it's like, yeah, dog, this kind of does feel like college. You know, like, they, everybody wanted to beat, they wanted to kick Russ's ass. They, they, like, pr- to be honest, it was, I didn't expect it to be that close, but the defense... They didn't back down. They stayed in too high the whole game. It was crazy how much they played, and they were like, yeah, run the football, but you're not throwing deep. And they did a really good job outside of a couple of mishaps here and there. I thought they just took away what Russ really wanted to do and made it very difficult for him. And I'm sure Russ is, you know, at the end of the, in the press conference, he was, no, oh, it's all glory to God. You know how Russ is very PC after. I get- saw that, man, <laughs> with that suit, bro. <laughs> Oh, yo, the suit got 69% me. percent <laughs> QB rating, bro. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, you know what was classy? I didn't get to see it until I got home. Gino hug Russ, bro, at the end. That was that was classy, man. Because, you know, he was pretty much treated like dog food for the last <laughs> how many years, you know. And, like, bro, you know, I've been on the field so many times. So being on the field today, 
felt different. Get out there. They ain't even in pads yet. Tyler comes over to say, what's up to me? DK stops, gives me a hug. He's like, what's up, man? What's up? And I was like, yo, I saw Russ last night. He's like, what'd you say to him? I said, I didn't say nothing. He said, what'd he say to you? So he didn't say nothing. He said, what happened then? I said, we stared at each other for about seven or eight seconds. So <laughs> someone say something. He was like, he said, you should have did something. I was like, no, man, you know. And then Dixon came over. And then I was like, it's getting a little crazy here. Let me get off the field. And I lost my Super Bowl championship beanie that I got. Today? Yeah, I lost it on the field. And I felt like that might have been a good luck charm because every time I've worn it, we've lost. But I'm like, I'm not with this <laughs> superstitious bullshit. And it was a trip. And I should have waited for Quandre because he's the one who got me the, the field pass. And I was like, let me get back in the stands because this looks like it's about to get cracking in here. You know? So, <laughs> man, bro, I don't know, man. I'm, you know, I'm hyped. No, this is... You should be, man. This is... um, No one on the... Uh, after the game really wanted to talk about it, but I'll talk about it for them because I know they, they can't say it how I'm about to say it. Like... This was vindication for them. This was validation for the for Pete, the organization, the players to be like, look, that let Russ cook stuff was cute. That was fun while it lasted. You know, there was a nice little fling. But this is this is our this is our home. This is home base. Meaning, we're gonna run the football. We're gonna play defense. Even special teams are good today. Like somebody hit me uh, during the game and was like, "Yo, this DJ Dallas dude is nice on special teams." Yeah. Nobody ever texts me about special teams <laughs> during the game unless something really crazy happens. Formula that though. is that's the formula. Yeah, the, this was this was a gamble. It was Pete's formula versus let Russ cook. And they didn't even let him cook at the end of the game. No, and that's what's so <laughs> ironic about it. At the end of the day, when it was time to win, what did the other coach do? He tucked oh, his tail and he played He played safe. Yeah. He didn't trust his, this no guy. sense to me. I oh, thought, I, yeah, in I my head, when they called time, I'm like, damn, they're going to go for it. And they're probably going to get it. Either Russ is going to find Cortland Sutton, who just keeps finding areas in the zone, or Russ is going to scramble. I just said to him, I can't believe they didn't just Hail Mary it. Forget the clock running out or whatever. I'm like, they just, I mean, that's the better chance. When I saw, wait a second, on the 46-yard line, they're going to kick a 64-yard field goal? Yeah. I was like, bruh. Yeah. It's a lot of faith there. And they gave him a practice kick. Yeah, they gave him that. a practice kick. Wait, did he miss he that? Was, he, he missed mi- it. He missed, he missed both, yeah. He, okay. he missed the practice kick, but, well, he missed the kick when they called a timeout. Right. He was eight yards short. On the, on the one yeah, that counted. This one, the one, no, no. So what the one that, that the first one, the, the, the okay. first one, then the second one, it looked like he had the distance barely, but it was a little left. Yeah. Bottom line right, is, and the wind wasn't really crazy or nothing. It was hot. Nah. It was like you know, just folded under pressure, man. I was really shocked that they decided, you know, Russ, just you did enough for us tonight. We're gonna try to win this with three. I'm thinking they're gonna go down and score. And by the way, I had. Yeah money on the line so i'm like i well, need them to score and go for two. Oh, you did how much money did you lose today i lost two hundred dollars oh yeah it's okay though we'll talk about oh that's money i won but <laughs> oh hey ben's like i'm up you know about 20 bands hey man Shit, little boiler daddy hey there we go hey, hey. the crazy part that. was the crazy part was without the sack mm. he would have maybe made the field because it was that dip that different that was huge yeah but the thing is again the field the the, the timeout that we called to, to mess up the thing. That, that was stupid. I just felt like, look, bro. And I guess it shook him up a little bit. If anything, it riled, you know, he, he kicked it better. But look, man, it was a different energy in there tonight. I was sitting next to Sean Kemp. We had a good time. I ended up hanging out with him after. There was a lot of 
just man, it was crazy. And you know the Seahawks. I mean the 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 um, the Broncos were staying here, mm. so I had to deal with them for like the last <laughs> day and a half, two days, right? And um, well, I don't want to say that to whatever, but I mean like there was a bunch of fans here wearing Seahawks jerseys and wearing Russell Wilson jerseys, hanging out in front. And I was like, what the hell are y'all doing, man? Trying to see Russ. Yeah. And I was like, man, if you don't knock it off, man. But, you know, it, it was like, I can't tell you the last time I felt like this, man. Uh, we won some games last year, you know, but I'm talking about I can't tell you the last time the stadium, the energy, the look at who's running the Seahawks social account right now. You know, they're going crazy. They're going nuts. I've yeah. never seen them act like this before. <laughs> they're, tweeting their, they're tweeting about our ride and they're tweeting all that. They're retweeting Sherm. Yeah. Retweeting a, Doug. Bro, on Instagram, they posted the Heath Ledger Joker when he walks away from the building. Blowing and they put the seat like, bro, they're putting Gino of memes. Like, like I've never seen them ever get this, this is toxic. The, this is the new era. No, well, it this is, is but for I this mean, game. That's what it was. Yeah. It was this game. They this wanted to win Bowl. this. Yeah. This was their Super Bowl. They wanted to win this game that I've never heard the crowd boo an opponent that loud before. I think Sherman said it. He said, "This is a big game. They're not going to play each other for like three years." Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't play that. You play the AFC West <laughs> by like once this every is big four for years. Us. Like you want it out. Marcus Spears is a good friend of mine. He got me on last time you see me. But I mean, a lot has happened recently. I lost twenty three pounds in the last two or three months from intermittent fasting. That's due to my boy Swagu, and you know. He's one of the biggest, you know, commentators on NFL on ESPN. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, I'm going to tell you something real quick. This might be the biggest game of the week. And I was like, well, you know, Brady was this. He goes, no, man, listen, I know that y'all are trash. And I'm like, hold on, you're Cowboys ain't exactly <laughs> Watch good. Watch your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah hold on. He goes, Ben, listen to me, please. He said, Russ got 250 M's. He back at the nest. You going there. He's like, the NFL knows what they're doing, right? They made the first Monday Night Football game mm -hmm. that game. Come on, bro. Oh, yeah. He no. said a lot of people are watching this game tonight. And yeah. I was like, I bet they are. It didn't hit me until I got to the stadium and said, I watched a lot of games. We talked about this yesterday. This might have been the biggest game of, of the out of week one, I think. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. think you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, the magnitude of it, what it meant for not Pete. because we're Seahawks. I'm just saying, like, no, I yeah. think it was the biggest NFL game of Week One. There was national interest in this game. That's in why they made it a Monday night game because yeah. of. But the there was interest. national interest in the Brady Cowboys game. I'm just oh saying, yeah, yeah, this oh, yeah. was way bigger. Yeah, it was. It. I think there's two sides, right? There's the the Russ fans that standing by him, give him golf clap. Then you got the fans that are like, nah, man, you want it out. And for those fans that got to see Gino lead this team, go out there, play a, a damn good game in the first half, he was let I, I tweeted, let Gino cook. At this <laughs> What'd I say? 17 for 18 in the first half, bro. Disgusting. And that he might was, be top three, or if not number one. And the thing is, it's not as if he was doing a bunch of checkdowns. Tyler Lockett, his first catch, I believe, was a disgusting. He faked the little corner and came back yeah. over the middle for a little post. And I'm like, and Gino threw it on the money. You were probably thinking, oh, Gino, oh, this might get picked or this gets batted. No, Gino nailed it in there. First down. Another third down play. Tyler Lockett on an out route. You want to yeah. go man? Five okay. Out, yeah. yeah. It's, it sounds so simple, but those are passes that Mike and I have discussed. Can Gino make those plays? And he made those plays consistently. Now, in the second half, we saw. But, but I'm saying the first half, he looked good. Yeah. 
Oh, great. You weren't here last night, and I really wish you were. <laughs> Sorry, Could man. Could you please tell my man what did I say about William? Just please say. Yo, that was crazy. I did listen to it. Yeah, so, yeah. so people so know what I said. I said there was an equalizer. What did I say? Yo, yeah, who's going to have a big game Monday night? He predicted Will Disley. Mm-hmm. Who, who caught the touchdown to Yo, start the game off? That, I think that set the tone. So when he did that, he texted me. A couple other people texted me, he, me. You know, and it was like people are like, "Well, we heard the podcast today." And I just said, "It's too much focus on WR one, two, DK Tyler, maybe even I don't know." D didn't get too many. He got some terrible throws to him. I said, "Disley got to be big," and he was that first touchdown. That set, set the, the tone. Precedent. Yeah, Boom. set the tone. Yep, that That's place all was took. rocking on that first yeah. touchdown. Man, I felt like the TV was shaking. I'm not gonna no. lie, it, the, the the emotions <laughs> well, right. in there. there. Yeah, I watched. So yeah, you. There I, was you, a Denver Bronco fan directly in front of me, mm-hmm. and I said, "Is it this loud at mile high?" Nope. And you know what he said to me? What? <laughs> I thought he was Couldn't joking. He, I thought he was being a smartass. Couldn't even hear. And you. I was like, "Yo," he's, he's like, "Bro, my ears hurt." I was like, come on, man, you a big, you a big corn fed, crazy big, you look like you played football. He's like, can't hear, dude. Mm. And it was deafening. DK said they made it hard for the offense to hear. Yeah, I so, saw yeah, you know. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that. he said that his post Gino over here, like, hey, y'all, I'm trying to get these cadences, these plays down. I need you to. So uh, I talked I talked to a player um, after the game. I won't name the, name, name the player, but after we we talked on the record, and then after the re- uh, off the record, he uh, he looked at me. He was like he was walking out the locker room. He said, "I told you." Mm. Um, and he, he was talking. He was talking specifically about Gino. It wasn't Gino, to be clear. Uh, but he was like, "I told you, like, you can get it done." Gino Gino can play. So I'm gonna toss this question uh, to you guys. Ben, I'm gonna start with you. Did this change how you view Gino? How he played today? Did you guys forget? That I've believed on in him. Like, I'm like one of the very few people. Like, look, I still have a problem with him not following the Seahawks on his page and like his Instagram follows like 50s. It's it's you know he's he's an unusual dude. And I told you I was gonna talk about this. I was in Miami for a bachelor party a couple months ago. Me and Tyler were about to talk about something totally different. By the way, congrats, Tyler. I made Tyler Lockett's engagement ring. Oh yeah, congrats to T Lock. Yeah. So we had a supposed to be maybe a four to six minute conversation. That's it, TD. I got to ask you, bro. What we looking like? We went into a 39 minute conversation <laughs> about Gino and he said, look, how are you going to base anything from the Jets? Even if you were a really good quarterback, like what are you going to get from the Jets? I'm just, he made a lot of sense to me. And he said, look, look at what happened when he won the Super Bowl. Look how much experience Russ had. Look how much experience uh, Patrick Mahomes had. He goes, look what they had and what they look at the experience that you know. I'm saying about snaps and just like you know, he's talking about Stafford even. And he goes, look, man, they already wrote us off. We have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. The scariest team you ever want to face is we had nothing to lose. That's what Sean Penny said too. Yeah. So when I said that night at the the Monday Night Football game, it was unfortunate because it wasn't like it was. It was so close. It was down to the minute. The Rams game when he took over, he drove in 95, 98 yards, get a TD. I'm like, yo, we might pull this off, right? And it was close. And it just felt like I personally said this on my show. I said, Rush shouldn't come back for Green Bay yet. I think that Geno could get it. I mean, he could have did better than that, right? He would have they would have scored points in Green Bay with Geno, I'm yeah. sure. And he was getting warmed up. And look, I'm not saying he's the Messiah, but I just thought he, you know, I I was I, look, I was very satisfied with his almost 90% rating tonight. <laughs> Saw a couple bad throws. Other than that, 
he looked pretty composed. So to tell you the truth, when it, for him, it was time for him, some pressure came on him to wake up. He ran, bro, and looked good. Yeah. Yeah, he said at the game, he was like, people forget I can run. Yeah. yeah I forgot. <laughs> well, I wanted, to, I wanted to tell him at the press conference, I was like, I don't know, man, you're a black quarterback. They always going to think you can run. It's like, you know, <laughs> that's the, whether you can run or not, they're going to you know, they go, they go think you can run. People. You're black. You can so, run. Yeah, I mean, pr pretty much. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, I right, toss it to you. What You you lost <sighs> money betting on Drew, on Drew Locke to be the starter. <laughs> man, I bet to be, man, I lost, I'm losing money. Yeah. You no, know, you, it's you down start, bad. You start having but, more faith. You know, when they're talking about people writing them off, they're talking about you. You, you know bet, what? You betting money against them, man. So <laughs> hey, don't don't say that because now they're gonna listen I to the mean, pod. It's, it's when they see me, now. they're gonna be like, "So this is what you're doing, kid." But anyway, I don't know if it changed because, to be honest, all I was I was just critical of certain plays that he would, he would need to make. I talked about what he did last season in three game span. On Monday night, he proved otherwise. There are certain play, for example, when Charles Cross got blown. Nick Chubb just runs right by him, and he dropped back, I want to say, 10-plus yards, and he didn't feel the pressure. In those situations, you would want Juno to step up. He didn't step up, sack fumble. Luckily, Charles Cross was able to recover that. That's minor. It wasn't a costly turnover, but those are the things that better teams are going to be able to maybe convert on. He didn't turn the ball over, but that's where I'm, I'm kind of thinking, okay, maybe against the Niners, that ends up being a touchdown. But who knows? Trey Lance didn't look all that great. Mike, you said the rain was coming down out there, and oh, I saw the game. It was, game. Bad it was, Chicago, it was yeah. bad, but you know who handled it pretty well? Justin Fields. He played okay. <laughs> he didn't play too bad, you know? But anyway, you asked about Geno. So my whole point is I'm not sold on it, but I'm also not – I've never said that Geno couldn't play. It wasn't like I said Geno's trash. I just know the level that Pete sees him at, and I look across the league, and I'm like, I feel you, Pete, but I don't know if he can do that. And you know what? He did it on Monday night against the Broncos. Against a team last year that was only giving up, what, 17 points per game? So not only did the Seahawks not really score a bunch, it was just the fact that Geno ran the offense the way Pete wanted it to be run. And Pete was fired up at the end of the game. But this wasn't a 10 a.m., 1 p.m., whatever time no. Sunday game. This was a big game. This was the biggest stage. So his nerves, he had to keep composure. And he looked fine. I looked at his face. As much as I could pause, he had no fear in his eyes, bro. He had Man. the same blank, you know, he just he just kind of just has like a okay shit, today's a big game. All right, cool. Let's go play. It was yeah. weird. It was it we could have been playing against Jacksonville Jaguars. Biggest stage. Yeah. And he's a big never, game. he's never heard, even when he came back with the Rams, he's never heard Lumen Field that loud before ever at QB. He heard the roars and everything. It was crazy. Chanting man. his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another thing, too. Chanting his name. I'm really happy for him. Chanting he really, he really, He really went out there and just proved all the doubters wrong. Everyone that says he couldn't beat Russ, hell. I mean, I thought Russ was going to get the dub. I was like, yeah, I'm about to. You, you know, put money on Russ. I put money on him. Yeah. But that didn't happen. The defense was amped up for the game. Gino delivered. What more could you ask for? Special teams played pretty well in the preseason. They looked terrible. And then well, that's because it was a bunch of dudes waiting on the bunch team. Bunch of no dudes. Are, yeah, that is true, but they got it all worked out. And you saw that product on Monday night on the biggest stage that you just touched on. So, Gino, applause, man. You did your thing. And now it's on to week two. But the one thing I will say this uh, on Gino before we move on to some of the other main characters in this game. The thing that people were asking me about with Gino, and I told them over the summer, was just like, I think Gino can keep you in a game, but I'm not sure if Gino can consistently go win you the game. And but I see that you said consistently. That's what I think. Well, people... I, even today, I don't even think that he went and won it. They literally did not score in the second half. Yeah. The Broncos kind of coughed it up. Yeah, more than you anything. could literally. Our say... defense held it down though. 
They did. Yes. Let's be positive. <laughs> it's week one. I mean, we can only go by game by game. Exactly. I just think, well, for next game, and all the games further, I think that that needs to be the next step of the evolution. All right. Go win go, go put us in position yes. to win the game. True. That's Because that's going to be, like There's you said, Chris, better teams. Nerve-wise and things like that with, 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 with what was going on tonight, I do think that people underestimate in pro sports analysts Stephen A. Smith for us to be ranked 32, whatever it may be. Look, now I know it's like, okay, we're number one in our division. Great. What I will say is this: We get the W on Sunday, which I think we will. And I don't. There's games I'm like, no, no. I feel good about this one. I will say this: The power of momentum is underrated by a lot of analysts and other people that don't believe in it. I really do believe in momentum, and it's it's something we'd be like, you know, when a game when a turnover happens, you'd be like, oh, boom. What do you deal with? How do you deal with adversity? It's not that type of momentum. Yeah, I'm talking about when we build. Or if Gino could build up and just do what he needs to do, our defense did pretty good tonight. Yeah, yeah, and that was without Jamal too. Hopefully yeah, Jamal's knee. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, all right, but yeah, they went in yeah, there. Yeah, Josh Jones came in and oh played, yeah, Josh Jones is a baller. He played pretty good. Uh, Michael Jackson. I was like, what, bro? I, I wasn't expecting that. Well, we I saw it in training camp the few times I was out there, and I'm thinking, Mike, can he really? He's like, yeah, he's, preseason. He's nice, Mike Jackson bro. was good. And then too. in the games, he also proved it. It wasn't just in practice. He went in the games, and I get it. Oh, he's playing against the twos, but he was locking down. Tonight, he impressed me because I wasn't even thinking about dude. Not, a lot of people weren't. Right? We almost had two picks tonight. Jamal, one of them, Quandre <sighs> was so mad it went through his head because he yeah, that was a miss pick. picks, you know what I mean? No, and, then, no. so, and he was like, I got to pick Russ now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was in the end. Man. You know, I think that that's uh, the emotion. That's That adds to the emotions of the game. I think it was so many guys like a Michael Jackson, like a Josh Jones, even a Rashad Penny to some extent, a DJ Dallas, even a Kobe Parkinson, who were just like, yo, nobody is talking about me. And I'm that guy, you know, to them. You know, every, every guy who makes the stage, for the most part, thinks they're that guy, you know, because they were that guy in high school. They were that guy in college. That's how you make the NFL. You're that guy, you know? So, but... No one's talking about these guys and the chance. Like you said, it wasn't one o'clock in the afternoon when there's 10 of the games on and everybody's flipping through red. This is the only though. shit on all day, all day, right? Everybody waited, waited for this. And I think that that added to the emotions too. You get guys who want to make that play. They mama's watching. They, if they from some little small town, like Charles Cross is from Mississippi, the whole town is watching like every whole AAU squad. Everybody's watching understand? you. Tonight. I know I'm older than you guys, but I've been going to games less longer than you guys have been going. I'm relatively new. I'm 11 years in. The f- I'm trying to hold back from cussing. <laughs> the damn nosebleeds. We're talking almost 20 stories in the sky. $500. That didn't happen after we won the chip, was going back to the chip, and someone like Rogers or Brady or someone big, a big show, you know, showbiz, what is it called again? What, what, what Box office. Box office, dude, coming to Lumen, I would see 350 in the nosebleeds. I would start seeing the first 10 rules here and there. 500 for the nosebleeds because they wanted to hear Russ get booed or maybe the chance we win, whatever. Tonight was different, bro. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Yeah. So I want to toss this question now, too, because it's a big deal for Pete, I think. I asked Pete, does he feel validated at all? And Pete was like, eh, not of course really. not. Well, he knew what I was baiting him into, and he didn't yeah. take the bait. And he even kind of looked at me and was like, yeah, I mean, you may want me to be validated, but like, I'm... Uh, I'm nah, good. Like, yeah, no, he's yeah. He <laughs> he's said lying. he said he's good, and and I won't even say he's lying. He is, but he's not. Like, because to his credit, like. to his credit, he's always felt like this is the way to win games in the face of everything else. And he's like, he always felt this was the way to do it. And he's like, I've done it. I won a Super Bowl with that type of style. I won national championships. And that's what Tyler said to me about it. He felt like, hey, let's try this way because it wasn't working this whatever way, whatever. And I was like. I don't know, dog, you know, but I, 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 you have that certain point, man. Okay. Well, let's see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we saw. Yeah. So I think now I'm going to toss this question. Cause I think I haven't re-listened to the last time we were all together after the Monday night game, but I do remember a kind of a general sentiment of like, ah, I don't know how we all feeling about this Pete thing. Like it's, it's not really going all that well. So after he kind of rebuilds the off, the team in the off season doubles down on his philosophy and then, kicks it off with a win and his style of play does it change at all I'll toss it to Chris I'll toss this one to you this time first does this change at all how you feel about Pete and his philosophy and maybe the faith in that going no, forward no because it's just one game and one game doesn't change the opinion for the next 16 he could this could literally backfire in three games and now we're back to, dang you know this is not working but stay positive man oh no, well <laughs> I, yeah but so you're right it is only a, one game as a as not being biased in the situation, for sure, I gotta be real. It's not gonna change me. We've mm-hmm. seen good wins and bad losses. We've talked about it off wax. They could probably go, they could beat the Broncos and then lose every other game. <laughs> <laughs> There's teams on this schedule that they shouldn't lose to, but then that week up comes up and things aren't going their way, and then they're losing. And you could say, oh well, Pete's not the guy. Well, there's still a whole season for it. I don't want it now. If they start off like 0 6 or something, sure, the discussion could be had like, okay, it might be time for the Seahawks to make moves. But right now, it worked out. He did it. He got the guys fired up. That's what the head coach is supposed to do. Get your players prepared to play a game, and they were prepared the best they could be, and they went out and won the football game. That's what you wanted from Pete. Now, can they do that consistently week in and week out? That's what it comes down before, to. Before I toss this to you, Ben, I want to make clear to people like a choice was made between Pete and Russell. I had a homie text me that today after reading. Um, he read our story on the Athletic, and he read the ESPN story that Brady Henderson had like a week ago. A cho- an active choice was made 
it was uh, probably by Jody Allen and Bert uh, Cold, however you say uh, brother's name, um, that runs the organization. Either you had Pete Carroll run this thing the way he's running it now, or you fired Pete, and then you rolled with Russ, and you let Russ cook. Like, a choice had to be made, and the choice was obviously with Pete, because that's who's still here. So, like, with, with that in mind, where you at on Pete now, uh, Ben, after they, they get you as hype as you are right now after week one? He said, I put a ring on it. <laughs> you know, with Pete, first couple seasons, I was, uh, you know, we I entered the, the, the Seahawks fandom, and then... um sort of by accident, not having a team in Los Angeles, things like that. So I'm not going to tell, you know, whatever. I, I respected what he was doing at USC. Came in, we were seven and nine, first season I came in. And, um, you know, I'm watching Percy Harvin. I'm watching different people. I'm thinking, hey, man, this dude's the man. We get the Super Bowl win, and I go to Daniel's Steakhouse, which is like a pretty popular steakhouse in Seattle. Oh, very popular. Fire, yeah. nice food, right? Better than Ruth, Ruth Chris. And he gets up, and the waiter told me that 13 people tried to pay for his meal. Bro, he's not broke. He pay for his own meal. Trying to I'm pay for his meal. Yeah, they're, they're fighting over it. People <laughs> who don't know you, they don't even know him. And I said, okay, this dude's the man, right? Now, throughout the years, have gone past here and there. I've had my talks about Snyder and, and, and um, what was the old boy's name? The other dude, um, what was the offensive coordinator's name before? Oh, uh, Schottenheimer? Schott, Schott, oh, okay, bro. Uh, Schott, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. I'm not the biggest Pete fan in the last two seasons. Put on the, the record. I'm sure someone will come back. Like, boom. I don't, I'm pretty transparent how I feel. I have to say, hearing the show from you guys, hearing from the players, after that thing happened, I said, this is really going to show us who he is, right? To see him throwing passes, running around at 70-something years old, in my line, he had a different energy. Yeah. He was a different dude. He was really like gathering the troops out. Dude, we have drafted terribly. You guys have painfully oh, said no, that. It's been bad. 20, <sighs> 2022 class looks like it'll be decent, though. Yes. This class was all right, man. I wasn't I, – look, I, I try not to analyze too much. I want to be a fan. And I think last night when he came on my when, – when, when, uh, when Mike came on my show – think I showed a little bit more of my football knowledge and, you know, me having experience of playing at a Division One college. I really sat back and said, I can't say I hated too many plays where I could say, why the hell we do that? I ain't talking about the, 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 the one-yard line Super Bowl. I'm talking about, look, man, we had some fluid plays. You know, some didn't go through in the second half. Cool. But what I mean is we got it done. I, I, I'm... I'm Letting it rock. It's too early. It's one game, right? Now, 3-0, and you know? Which is feasible. It is very feasible. Actually, that brings me to my next point now because the Seahawks are the first place in well, the division. On. Before you even get to that, how do you feel about this? Has right. your opinion changed on Pete? He tried to skate out of it. Uh, I'm I'm still a little skeptical just because I do think there is something to be said for having a mindset that you need to eventually go win the game. Yeah. You can't always just play not to lose it. Yep. You know, because you're not eventually one game. You're just going to have to score 30. You know, you're going to be in a shootout or whatever. Um, and I do think that like any any game where you don't score in the second half, like I'm, that's not great. Totally validate your philosophy, but I do think the guys bought into that though. They bought into Absolutely. being the underdog thing. Um, and Ben just mentioned the 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 new energy. 
I'm gonna say it, man. The energy was getting Russ out of the building because the inter- because Russ was the main guy who didn't believe in the philosophy. Mm. So you get him out, then you get everybody is bought in, locked you know, in. from the janitor to the chef to the security dudes to the players to the coaches to the you know, massage ladies and the acupuncture chicks in there. Like everybody believes to the lady at the front desk with the candy. Everybody believes in Seahawk football now. Russ was the guy who didn't. Russ believed in Russ football, right? With a little Pete mixed in there. So getting him out got that new energy. I just, I need to see the Seahawks with a G, the Geno led Seahawks go win the game. That's what you're going to have to do if you want to really be a championship team. You can't just count the other team sure. and just fumble on the one twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of variables went their way, they but f- hey. they fumbled on the one twice and missed a field goal. Drop that, a touchdown. Yeah, like that, that. that's a lot of things. Remember we were talking yesterday, been on your show, I was like a lot of things need to break right in some seasons in the past, 2019, 2020. Yeah. And the tennis ball is sitting there. Is it going to make it over the net or is it not? Yeah. yeah. All that shit broke right today. Yeah. yeah. Missed field goal, fumbles at the one. Um, shout out to the homie Aaron Reese. He's an editor uh, at The Athletic. You know, he, uh, he found this stat from one of these like sites that we subscribe to at The Athletic that like I don't think any team had ever fumbled at the one twice, twice in the same in game. game. Yeah. Uh, I can't find the exact stat on it. But that's insane. Like, think to get Bro, that. Come on, man. That was like. I thought it was a fluke. It, it, it kind of was, Ben. Because <laughs> I was like, is. why is the ball on the 20-yard line? I didn't know there was a fumble. I thought that because it was fourth down, whatever. I thought yeah. they just turned it over to us. Oh, okay. When I yeah. seen it was actual fumble. Like, okay. didn't score? <laughs> Sorry, guys. To see Pete dancing like that, and it yeah. wasn't a bad call or challenge call. It was a positive dance. Like, what the hell is going on over here? I'm yep. looking directly at him. You know, so so the, the official stat is that tonight was the first time since at least 2000, because that's where our database goes, Emerge, since yeah. at least 2000 that a team has lost two fumbles at the opponent's one-yard line. That's insane. That hasn't happened in 22 years, and it probably had, didn't happen many times before that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, football goes back a long time. But, yeah, I doubt that's happened before. So I'm still a little skeptical because I do think you eventually got to go win games. You got to no, go that's... win them. You can't always just not lose them. You got to eventually – a field goal at least would have made me feel a little better. You know, and yeah. even even get three. That was a little concerning. But I said that well, many times in the third quarter. Before, I said, can we get at least one – can we get one? Before they scored another field goal, I said, look, can we get one so we're up, you know. Seven. So that, yeah, so we're got a comfortable seven. lead. Yeah. <laughs> at least seven. At least that, that way a touchdown uh, doesn't kill you. So, uh, But I will – I'm going to just keep throwing these, these questions out here. This one is about the defense uh, because they were – it's supposed to be a new defense under Clint Hurt, and they did some new things. Um, they they played, like Chris mentioned earlier, they played a lot of too high coverages to try to take away the explosives. They didn't really work all the way. Like some random dude wearing number 83 had a bunch of explosives, and I don't know how, how that happened. Um, but then you look at some of the other big plays uh, that they did have. You know, they got like two defensive pass interference calls on the rookie Tariq Willen. Uh, Kobe Bryant in his second coverage snap, you Just know, got turned around, got, got got beat by Jerry Judy for a 67 yard bomb. It was a lot of what we complained about, and what a lot of people have complained about in the past with the Seahawks, which is that Ben don't break shit, where you you give up a six minute 85 yard drive and then you turn them over on fourth and goal. And it's like, oh, we didn't give them no points. Well, it's like, well, yeah, man, we were on the field for 13 plays uh, just now. Yeah, but so um, and I said I, I, before I throw the question, I will say. That is part of why Pete Carroll likes his philosophy in terms of how like the run game. Because if you notice when the Broncos had long drives, even if they didn't score, the Seahawks answered with a long drive. So the defense was usually rested, you know, the DK fumble notwithstanding. Like it wasn't just all right, our defense on the field for 12 plays, 
then we either go three and out or we score a 70 yard touchdown. Either way, our off- our defense is right back on the damn field. It doesn't matter if we scored or not. The part of PKO's philosophy is, hey, we're going to give these guys a rest for better or worse. So our guys aren't fucking gassed yeah. uh, when they're on the field. So I want to ask you guys, it's been to start with you. Do you feel any better or worse about the defense after seeing how they performed today and holding the Broncos to 16 points? Or is it 16 points, right? Yeah, it was 16 16 points. Like, let me be honest, man. Half these guys hadn't even played together on the defense. You know, um, when I'm watching them, I don't think that they were gassed necessarily. Tell you the truth, go back to that Jerry Judy touchdown for a second. Kobe was in this, was taking it from him. Cody Kobe had two hands on the ball. Did you see the play? There was two hands on the ball. I thought he was gonna take it from him. He didn't, and he <laughs> and scored right. Yeah. And we just kind of gave him his flowers last night before he even played. You know, any series for us. Um, look, man. With the exception of, of Jamal getting taken out, and I was really happy that we were able to 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 still replace that 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 area. I can't say that I paid attention too much to the coverage um, schemes, but I can say that they were fired up and hungry. And I just felt like, look, if they could play with the same intensity and I watched every one of their faces, I'm only, I'm a row D, you know, I'm four rows back. I'm looking at the faces. They had a lot of intensity tonight. I know it's the first game. I know it's rust back. Can we have that same intensity, you know, Next week, next week, yeah. the week after, it'll definitely be there for the Niners, for, for sure, because sure, that's yeah. our rival. But I mean, like, they came out. What's number ten's name? Uchenna Nwasu. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce his name, so I don't want to fuck that up, right? Especially like today's age, like Asian guy fucked up the African dude's name. <laughs> he was everywhere. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. a problem. He got a podium. He got a podium uh, interview today. Yes, a podium he was game. Everywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, and like. I saw the pressure. Defensive backfield. Uh, all right. Okay, cool. Linebacker area, man. Jordan books a couple times. I'm sitting there looking at this. I'm like, yo, bro, we getting killed on somebody's 10-yard. Screens. Yeah, some of these <laughs> the screens. screen passes like, was crazy. Bro, they got screened to death today. They got screened to death. There, there's definitely some room to grow for sure. It was it was the bend don't break. It was what we've seen before where you give up the but drive again, and you saying, don't score. Feel, okay, look, I feel like our defense is maybe a little better, but again, we can't give Pete his flowers because it's only one game with this new play. But on the defense level, for these guys being pretty new, we got no Bobby, we don't be wags, we got no this person that you know we 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 lost um DJ Reed or who DJ Reed, who I loved. He played phenomenal in his first game. A couple guys. I just feel like, look, man, let's let these dudes gel, figure it out. I expected more out of Jordan Burks. Brooks, um, Cody stepped up, did his thing here and there. Cody had some nice big tackles in the second half. I mean, hell, he stuffed the screen, so that was good to see. Uh, Yeah, they had to figure that screen stuff out. I did notice this, and I'm not crazy. Quandre sits... And is looking, and if he has to come in for a tackle, it's kind of bad, right? And he did here, and he he got a couple sticks. Depending on the coverage, yeah. Depending on the coverage, he's kind of out there looking to help somebody to get a pick. I noticed that Russ was really trying to avoid, you know what I'm saying? Like he knows the dude gets some sneaky picks, and he almost got one tonight. Look, man, 
we look good, man. The defense looked good. Yeah, and, and, you know, and we, for the most part, I can't speak about, you know, field goal coverage and shit like that. You know, because that's just it is what it is. But yeah. I, I think we look good, man. Yeah, no, the, Russ was definitely trying to exploit the matchups, which makes sense. Russ is in year eleven, and he saw a rookie out there on Cortland Sutton. He was like, "Well, I'm about to go here and eat." You know, and I don't think he completed any of those. Um, I think they they were either incomplete or deep or defensive pass interference. So it it. Uh, it, that kind of is what it is there, but I could see why Russ is like, you know, I'm not going to throw at number six. You when know, how I will throw Jones, at twenty seven. When Sidney Jones did come in after Young Tariq got ran over, got a little well, stinger. I, well, I think he first popped his shoulder out. He laid a block first, oh, and then got, tried to tackle. Oh, I think it was either Melvin or Javante. It was well, whoever it was. But then they brought in Sidney Jones, and Russ attacked Sidney immediately. Look, I was talking more specifically about Jordan Brooks blowing that. Against the white boy tight end who got that amazing one. Oh, one hand, yeah, miscommunication that on that. Dude. I gotta well, watch the film. Regardless, like, I want to be mad, but if anything, it was probably a better catch than it was. Bad you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a great catch. Yeah. So that was kind of like that was a big momentum push towards them. Other than that, look, man, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not, I'm not gonna slander the defense, man. We look good, man. Sixteen yeah. points, man. Yeah, I thought the deep. I mean, our I was already on saying that this defense is gonna be young, fast, and I think they're gonna be pretty good. And they proved it. The speed really doesn't really matter there, but they made plays when they needed to. They stepped up against a quarterback who's known to score. Yeah, know, so. that's the best part, right? They're, I like how Mike Jackson played. He was hitting. He laid Court and Sutton out. I was like, damn, this boy, he, he's he's really trying. How tall to, is Michael Jackson? Six feet, right? Yeah, he's about so six one. Height. He's a very strong corner. But he's but like, how, how, how heavy is this? He's dude? like two. 210, I think. Yeah, okay, I would, so I would guess. Thick. All right, he's pause. a tank. <laughs> and when well, he shocked the hell out of me. I'm sorry, y'all. No, he shocked the hell out of me. And man. that's good. That's what you want to see. You want to see guys like that that have a chip on their he's shoulder. He's 61210, by the way. Six, yeah, one, two, you ten. want someone out there that's that has nothing to lose and everything to gain. He's just trying to prove himself, you know? No, nah, dog. He played like he'd been three years, and that's how he played tonight. He'd been. He already been in the game. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. He didn't play like a rookie tonight, bro. No. No, he's not. No, he's, Mike. He's Mike's not a rookie. The, he's been in the league for I want to say four or five years. Nah, now. Oh my bad, dog. I thought he, I thought he was a draft class. My bad. No, 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 he, no, 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 no. No, you're not the only person. Someone asked me about him like two days ago. It was like yeah, he's bounced around. It was like we're starting. It was like Mike. We're starting Shit. two rookie corners. <laughs> that motherfucker yeah. played like he was man. Well, I mean, he also played brand new. If that makes any sense, like he just. Well, this dog. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how the hell we got this dude because. I think the Cowboys cut him. Yeah, he bounced around. The Seahawks were like, we'll, we'll pick you up. And he has been good ever since. Well, it's just a lot of a lot of DBs lately are just having their best years under Pete Carroll, which isn't new. Yeah, Pete, that's, that's been happening. Pete's the, the cornerback whisperer. From all the way from a Jeremy Lane to a Byron Maxwell to a Brandon <laughs> Browner. Trey Flowers. Uh, <laughs> that just didn't work out. Yeah, the, the trade thing. that They were using him. They were using Trey Flowers wrong. The Bengals actually used him correctly. Um, they, they did. Out. That's what kind of pissed me off. Yeah, they use him on like big, longer tight ends. So, because where are you at on the defense? Yeah, but the I, I, as I was saying, I think nothing changes for me. I thought the, the defense was going to be strong. I thought they were going to be able to create havoc for running backs and wide receivers in certain situations. You saw what Al Woods was able to do. My man just grabbed the center and, <laughs> and just moved him and made a big play to force make it third and two. That's what you want to see. You saw Shelby making plays, getting in the backfield, causing mm -hmm. havoc. You see the cornerback. We talked about Mike Jackson. He is making plays. Even Tariq Woolen just running with Cortland Sutton. 
making a play on the ball. He did get called for a pass interference, but you know what? He's going to fine-tune that. They're going to work on that. He's going to get better. He's going to be able to turn his head, which you see in practice. He's going to turn his head, and he's going to be able to make a play, make an interception, bat the ball down. These are things that they're going to build on. Quandre Diggs is in the right spot. He just didn't get an interception. Against other teams, he's going to make that play. Unfortunately, Jamal Adams goes down, but Josh comes in. He's around the ball making plays. But Jamal looked good, though. Oh, oh yeah, Jamal yeah, looked Jamal The looked thing good. is, Jamal, <laughs> he gets a really bad reputation, and I think Mike explained it really well. He said, how many times have they looked to throw to Jamal's side, and it's not there? and the quarterback gets sacked or he's scrambling. Well, that's because Jamal's in position. They only, so it's really only the really big plays that he, for example, against Cooper Cup last season, he lost the ball in the light or something, and Cooper Cup comes up with it. He was in position, something just, he just, something went wrong. A couple of times here and there, he makes those mental little errors. I don't errors. like the reputation. And I'm saying this because he's a friend of mine. I'm, I'm not saying that because that, I'm saying because I've seen him do decent coverage. I'm sorry. I've seen, as far as a coverage DB, he's good. He can cover. He can I cover. just think they got to put him in better matchups. For example, you want you don't want him guarding a receiver. You want him on a tight end and a running back. On that's, a fullback, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. And when you put him on a wide receiver like Stephon Diggs and Stephon does a little stick route, oh, what on, do you man. think is going to happen? Yeah, yeah that's, that's nobody can guard Stephon Diggs. Let's start there. No one can guard him, but then you want to put Jamal on, you know, all out blitz and say, yeah, Jamal, go ahead but and cover know, him. No, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Just go ahead, man. But yeah. I thought the defense, they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. To your point earlier, Mike, can Gino put you in position to win a game now? That's what you're going to want to see. Because against the Chargers, you got to put up 24 points if you want to win that game. I don't know if you're going to be able to what? hold it. 36, 40 points, you mean, bro. Yo, 24, Chargers, do it, though. I was being generous, all right? Okay. I was just being very nice. I'm scared I know 30, but that's, who knows? They might even be better by now, by then, right? They believe in the system. They believe what Pete's telling them. Maybe they come out and play a really good defensive matchup against them. That's looking ahead, but I like where they're at right now, and they're just going to have to build from it. They lose Jamal. The, t- the guys are they're, they're ready. They're amped up. They prove one thing. Well, we ain't got Russ. Well, guess what? It don't matter. We're still going to do what Pete has shown what we, that we can do in practice, and they went out and did it. And on Monday night, the biggest day, as you put earlier, Ben, and they were able to win the game. Is there anybody else on the team that deserves a, a, a shout today? Do we forget? <sighs> Forget anybody. I'm looking at the uh, box I'll throw on Kobe Parkinson. He made a few plays here and there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of Kobe's plays was was yeah, nice. He, we all, I, I, <laughs> I remember the preseason game. G, or not Gino drew through a perfect dart to him, and he got went up both hands and got drilled and dropped. I'm like, those are ones you got to have. But he, you know, first game of the season comes out, makes a few plays, moves the chains. That's what you want. He came in and did his job. I, we talked about Will Disley. He stepped up big. Ben was like, he's pretty much the X factor. We need to see from him. He needs to do something big. And what does he do? Score a touchdown. But I don't think we're missing anyone. Yeah, I Look, it was a beautiful thing to see Mr. Two-Kick not on the field so much. I didn't see Dixon on a lot, and that yeah. made me feel good. He punted yeah. one time? Twice? Twice, maybe. I think it, I think it was two he times, just twice. He didn't punt the fourth quarter. Like, yeah. But what's crazy is I'm used to seeing Mike punt a lot. First drive. Times. I'll be honest. I was really interested to see how the first drive would go because for years it's been oh three and out. You know they run twice, try to pass, and eh, it doesn't work out. That didn't happen on Monday night. They executed. We went right at it, bro. They executed what they've been practicing, and as you mentioned, Gino just was like, "Yep, Monday night football. Let's go. This is my moment. It's my time." All right, let me spin this forward on one one last one last note. So now we know every team in the NFC West has played. The only team to win, it was the Seahawks. The Cardinals got their boots smoked 
Um, the Rams got their boots smoked. God, did they miss D Hop? Um, <laughs> the Rams not only got their boots smoked, but they're also really banged up. They were already without Andrew Whitworth. You know, they were going with uh, Joe Notebloom at left tackle. I think Notebloom got hurt. Uh, somebody else on their team is hurt. Uh, the Niners are already without George Kittle. They just lost their uh, running, running back, back Elijah yep. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, Two months. It feels like the Niners always have injury issues. So seeing how the, all the Week One NFC West matchups went, does that change at all? How you guys feel about where maybe the Seahawks could finish in the division? A team picked last, but is all of a sudden in first after one week, and looks like they could be right there with all these other teams. They look like they're all wounded. Ben, what do you think about the NFC West? Where the Seahawks fit right now? I don't think we were a last place team even coming in with Gino or Drew or whatever, but I will say that I think the the eight, I think Arizona is is definitely maybe on the bottom tier of the, of the, of the, um of the conference. Uh, Rams just might be too tough, man. I don't know. I don't care about what is what else is going on, but I do feel confident that you know I said it yesterday. We're like twenty two and. Or like twenty one and three versus the Niners in the last ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, like smoking the Niners. We're at some crazy stat, and I don't feel like it's coming back. I just feel like we know so much about them for some reason that the matchups don't matter. When they were eight and zero three years ago, and they they were ready to go for their nine and zero, we took them down. It's Levi's, Davian, and all that stuff. Uh, Look, I think we're second. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as of right now, if everything down the line, I think we're third at worst. I don't. I don't think we. I don't know, man. Arizona played so damn bad that I almost don't even... <laughs> no, I'm being serious. No, man. they did. They got smoked. But it wasn't like, just that. I just felt like... Bro, I don't know about Arizona this season, man. I was always like... Damn, Kyler, get in the film room, buddy. <laughs> yeah, nah. Though They had a bad game plan, too. They were oh. like, let's blitz Mahomes a bunch. And Andy Reid was like, oh, y'all serious with that, huh? Oh, you want to go, y'all man? Y'all serious? Y'all going to do it all game? <laughs> you know we got like a... Tight end that plays receiver, receiver that plays tight end, and Travis Kelsey. I don't know. It's like you know we signed Juju Smith for minimum wage, right? Chris, you, where, where you oh, at? Go ahead. Where uh, you at on the division now? After we see the, man, the first place it's, Seattle Seahawks, it's wild. I still think the Rams are right there. I'm really interested to see what the Cardinals do because are they that bad? Like when I like Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know, man. Is he that dude? Is he really got? Is he really about to lose his job? No, I, I don't know about that. That's we'll what see. It, well, we'll I don't s- think they had a bad game, bro. I think they are They're just bad. not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm serious. No, 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 you no. can't go up one game. Dude. Well, well I mean, last time we saw them, they looked bad, too. From last season, though, they they didn't finish strong. No, they, they got smoked last yeah, season. So, to be Dude. honest, maybe you're right, Ben. They're just not a good team. And to your point, yeah, they might be the worst team in the NFC West. But how? what's... What what's what's the number of wins there? What's what else does that come to? Because right now, the talk is the Seahawks, man. I think eight wins would be like, okay, that's great. Right. Why you put us at number thirty-two though, Bleach Report? <laughs> Why you put us at thirty-one? Because they're not put... in Seattle. They just no. But what I mean is, you know, because they don't believe me. And I get it. Cool. But there'll be some, some shift changes after yeah. this week, man. What do you think, Mike? Um, I I do think that the division. It'll be a war of attrition. Just I thought this last year, too. Who stays the healthiest at what positions? I think the first team to have their O-line fall apart is screwed. <laughs> like, that's that's 
pretty much the Rams case. are in trouble in every division. Yeah, I think the Rams are screwed. When you the Rams are playing a first place schedule, which is a very important part of like projecting a team season. Like the Seahawks finished last right the uh, last season, so they play all the other last place teams from last year. The Rams finished first, so you got to play all the division winners from uh, last season. I never knew that. Yeah, so that's how, and then if you finish second, you play all the second place teams, third, third place teams, and so on and so forth. That's why the Seahawks are playing Detroit, whereas the Rams, I feel like, play the Packers. This yeah. year. That's the difference there. You know, the Rams play who else won a division? The Rams play the Bucks. Bucks oh, yeah. Actually, no, I think they play the whole AFC South. But you guys get my point. Like you play the you play a last place schedule versus a first place schedule. So like, yeah, I think that that matters. Um, I do think I think they'll probably still you know, second, third, whatever. I think the team that's whose O line falls apart first is like they're destined to finish last. I don't care if that is the Rams. I just think that once you don't have an O line, you're screwed. You're screwed if you're Trey Lance without an O-line. You're screwed if you're Kyler without an O-line. You're screwed if you're Matt Stafford without an O-line. You're screwed if you're Geno Smith without an O-line. Uh, one person that uh, I forgot to ask you guys about is, is Russ. You know, part of the reason that the Seahawks traded him is because they thought, hey, man, you ain't worth 50 mil, dog. We can get we can get Geno for three and a half right now. You know, and go out here and beat you. And they obviously did that. But where uh, where do you where are you guys on Russ after one game? What do you think, Ben? Was he – did this – did Seahawks make the right call? Did Broncos mess up by giving that man fifty million a year? Hey, bro, first of all, hell no, <laughs> bro. There's no way, bro. I would have denounced my fandom if we gave him two hundred fifty million a year. I mean, two hundred fifty million dollar contract, five a two year bonus. Can I be quite frank? Please. Felt like Russ played just like he played with us, bro. I don't think I don't think he's going to. Shocked the world, I don't think. And again, dude, he's playing against man. I mean, with the exception of Derek Carr playing the world, I'm like, dude, who are you, bro? This you are Jesus Christ. But then there's Herbert in his division, and then there's um Mahomes. Mahomes. I don't know, man. I'll be real, man. I think we might be seeing us and then, you know, I know it's harsh. I'm just saying, I think we might be seeing a decline slightly. I think he can win some games, I think he'll do good, and I think it'd be cool. I don't think they get no they they ain't getting no 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 jewelry there. They ain't getting no rings there, bro. I just we made the right decision. You know, half the people say it's a rebuild, or more of the people say it's a rebuild. For us, I don't know, man. I just want to focus on game to game. When I saw Russ tonight, I was very critical watching them, and I felt like it was the Broncos were the Seahawks tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, yo, y'all going to deal with the, all the pain that we dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give you a cool play here and there. You're going to give us a little moon ball here, you know? And I was like, yo, Jerry Judy better do something. And, you know, cool. One little thing. With, but other than that, man, I've been watching this man since his rookie season. You know, like he's, I, I don't think, I feel like he left, he, he played tonight like he left off with us and wasn't very impressive, to be honest. All right, Quiff, where you at with it? I thought he played okay. I mean, he threw for what, 300 yards? 340 yards, 29 of 42. And the thing is, one touchdown. I The touchdown that they should have had on the left-hand side, he threw it, I think, I swear it was a tight end. He just dropped it. It was a, it was a diving catch, and he dropped it. Mike, They said Mike Jackson made a play. No, he didn't. Dude dropped it straight up. Oh, hit him! In, oh, I know what you're talking about. Hit him in the hands. Hit him both. He had two hands on it. Yeah, came. They dropped it. That was a laser by Russ. Like, that was still a good throw. Lasers, like high school receiver coach because I played wide receiver in high school. I played both ways because I was I'm old. That's what we used to do back in the day. <laughs> Always said this: if you could touch the ball, you should have caught it. Mm. Two hands, bro. Ain't no excuse. Yeah. So, so I I'm not gonna say Russ played bad. I thought he played fine. Mm. You know, 
it's not his fault. The running backs fumbled. Now okay, I will say, okay, I'm saying he didn't say. I didn't say okay, I, I should. I no, should no, it's not a shout at you, Ben. This is. No. I'm not saying he's playing bad, but I just felt like you've seen it. Yeah. So I would also say he didn't play particularly well when it comes to time management. That was a problem in Seattle. We all blame Pete. A I lot, think that I was think a coach thing today. A lot of people blame Pete. Okay, so maybe it's a yeah Hackett so thing. So maybe it's a Hackett thing. I think Hackett but wanted to play for the field. I also goal would say teams. Okay. <laughs> I also would say that that was more of a okay. Well, you're not getting the plays in. They just look a little flushed at that time. They did take some delay games today. But other than that, I thought Pete or not Pete. I thought Russ played fine. If there's not two fumbles, man, this is a completely different discussion. No, that that's true. This is a thirty to ten shellacking. And rest those two touchdowns. If you know, if, you're right. If is right, but if. we're moving on from it. The Seahawks came out. They came. They had a game plan. They executed said game plan, and they were victorious. And you know what? They beat Russ. Russ came back to Seattle. Change the it. question. <laughs> same same question. Reword it. Did he look like he was worth 50 mil this season? Ooh. First game, no. Okay. Yeah, fifty mil is. If That's, I give you fifty mil, I, I want to see Patrick what Mahomes. Yeah, I'll see what Mahomes did. Five touchdowns. Or what did what did Josh Allen do? Uh, yeah. Four touchdowns yeah. and like two Mahomes, rushing. Or, uh, what did Justin Her- Justin Herbert boy? Jesus That's why I picked him for MVP. Christ, yeah, no, I know not. it's early, but you know how scared I am to go to SoFi. <laughs> you got time, okay? They're yeah. gonna they're gonna get this team can only get better, right? No. Uh, yeah, hopefully, I think the defense is gonna get a lot better. See, uh, I do. I think the communication is gonna screens. be solid. The M's, bro. We're talking about. Oh yeah. Fifty million dollars. Yeah. Who the hell you think you got? Ben Bowden? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, that that that's a lot. I, I think, yeah, I think that's what the twenty twenty two Denver Broncos are gonna look a lot like the twenty nineteen Seahawks, I think, or the twenty twenty Seahawks, where you're gonna have some games where Russ looks amazing and then you're gonna have some games where you're like, damn, maybe we should draft the next dude, which is okay. Uh I don't know if that's worth fifty mil, but hey, that's that's what the price Denver had to pay to get out of QB purgatory. Mm. You know, when you're starting I think anybody would do that. Kendall Hinton, I think, or whatever the receiver <laughs> whatever was receiver, yeah. that they had to play that one time, and Teddy <laughs> and Drew, and they've gone through some pretty bad yeah. uh, quarterbacks after Peyton, the post Peyton Manning era, Paxton Lynch. You know, so this is the premium you have to pay to get out of that. Yep. You clearly can't draft, so you just have to go overpay someone else, That's which true. is fine. I can see why some franchises do that. They got new ownership, new coach, new GM. Like, I get that. But I can also see why the Seahawks were like, mm, oh, no, man, if that's worth 50. And we got 20, 23 of 28 passes from Geno Smith today for 195 yards, two touchdowns. And a victory. Yeah, and a, and, and a dub. Maybe maybe we don't need to pay. Like Geno makes three million, three and a half million a year this year. So six million or just one year deal, yeah. That's a one-year deal. That's like 40-something less than Russ. Huh. Today I did not see two quarterbacks who are 40-something million dollars apart. Yeah. That's what, that's what I did not see Damn. today. Like if you put if you look at it I that didn't way, put it, I didn't think about it even that way. That perspective is, yeah, that's huge. I think Gino does have some incentives in his deal, so he may that may Maybe get up to, that may get up to like seven million. Oh, but either me. way, he's still making forty million less than Russ yeah. on a per average basis. This year, the cap numbers are different, but you guys get the point. Like that, that is. Uh, that's relevant here. And I do think that goes into why this game is so much to kind of bring it all back before before we get out of here. Like that's. This was the Seahawks Super Bowl in a lot of ways. And what what's going to happen next is we got to see if the leaders can carry that over. Because the Niners don't give a shit about what happened today. No, they, <laughs> they get really don't. They just lost to the Bears in the rain. They are pissed. They are trying to get a dub. They're trying to smoke Seattle. It's going to be their home opener down in the Bay. They don't care about none of this Super Bowl stuff, beating Russ. They don't care. Yeah. 
You know, they they don't care about none of that. So I want to see do how they regroup real quick, too, because the Niners are already getting ready for the Seahawks and the Seahawks are like going to all be in the cold tub, you know, Tuesday morning. Yeah, because, boy, neither team could run the ball like super effectively today. And there was some hitting today. Yo, like, yeah, that was that was tough. So that's that's the there's a lot of challenges for the Seahawks going forward. Like, I want to see them finish the game. You know, I want to see the pass. I, I think I want to see the pass rush be a little better. I think the DB's got to catch the ball uh, hey, if, it, Quandra, if it comes to talking him. to you, big guy. I cut Jamal a little slack because both he got broken fingers. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting him to have ten catch the ball with, with those fingers. fingers. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that that's tough. Hit him in the helmet. Bro. Yeah, that's the second that's time. Tough. Yeah, he yeah, got, yeah, got hit in the helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's tough. I want to see the Seahawks run the ball better. Rashad Penny had 60, 60 yards on twelve carries. A lot of carries just just right into the dirt. He had two though that went. You know, he has some nice little hold. Hey guys, let's you know. I don't know, debate if it was a hold, but whatever. Yeah, he had some some plays negated by some some holding penalties. He had a, his longest run was twenty six yards. I want to see DK get a little uh, involved a little bit more. DK only has seven catches for thirty six yards. Uh, I think he lost eight yards on that terrible screen. That's the other thing. The Seahawks should never run screen passes again. Like they you know, gotta I, stop I was that. Trying to... For real, it's. What what do I got to – I might start a petition. What do you got to do to get it on the ballot? These guys cannot run a screen pass to save their lives. To anybody, to a running back, they try to fake screen and do what to know a fan. Like, just stop for it. Two yards. Stop. Just stop throwing screens, man. And then defend the screens a little better. Uh, But, I mean, Ben's right, though. This this was an overall positive day. Definitely a positive day because, man, they needed this win bad. They they needed this. This this was – like I said, it was validation, vindication. They needed to see Pete Carroll's formula work. It's one thing to just talk about that shit in preseason and preach it every day and have Pete Carroll have all these themed days of practice. Competition Wednesday, turnover Thursday, no repeat Friday, tell the truth Monday. Like everything's got a day. Like I think Saturday has a thing, but I can't remember what it is. All that sounds cool until you go out there and lose. You know, then you start to question things. That's how anything works in life. You're a human. You know what, man? You just made me think about something different now. That's good. I like to do that. Denver isn't a bad team. We no. beat a good team, man. With oh, a yeah, good yeah. defense, with good offense, with the good offensive line. We beat a good team. I don't good running think backs. Like, I don't want people to think like we beat some trash team. No. We beat a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That's a team that should be, that should be a playoff team. I, no, think. I just keep talking about Russ and I'm not really thinking about he has a good team, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. He picked Denver to. Uh, this is the second time that the franchise Denver has built up the 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 infrastructure and attracted a quarterback there. They attracted Peyton Manning. Now they have attracted Russ. That's another reason why I'm not a big fan of the Seahawks. Like quote unquote tanking. That's stupid. Make sure your infrastructure is sound. Build up your O line. Build up your DBs. Build up your receivers. So if a, if, a, if a franchise quarterback does come available. His ass will sign with you. Yeah. You know, right now they got the Geno thing going, though. And Geno Jackson. And G- <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. Real quick, though, time. I got to give a shout out to Cameron Ferguson. All right. He and his, he's getting married this Friday. So congratulations to him and his wife. That's dope. I was a brother in the Kaepernick jersey yes, at the live that, show. Yeah, came to the yes, live show. Him yes, and Michelle, yes. Michelle and Cameron, that we get married this Friday. So congrats to them on that. That's big time. You know, we're trying to get there one of these days. <laughs> oh, oh, we, oh, me and you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then gotcha. you too, man. Oh, he's he married. Yeah. Oh, married. thirty yeah. years. Been married for ten years. Met my wife for thirteen. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a it's just a young. So young, yeah, the young, the young pups here. Yeah, man. Anything else? Big... Anything else? Anybody want to add before we before we get out of here? Thanks mm-hmm. for letting us come through and do this with you again, Ben. This is it's always a blast, man. It's the second you know, time doing it. So I'll be honest, man. Um, 
I thought that I was going to come on a little bit more, a couple, just like maybe one more time last season. Uh, I love to come on anytime. I think that I was a little bit more poised tonight, as hyped <laughs> as I was. I don't think I would have said some nice things on a couple of those like that season. I was really fired up, and I think that Yo, you ain't maybe the only Mike would have been like, "Hey, bro, maybe you, know, <laughs> you shouldn't talk on our show anymore." Because I get fired up on my show. I get it, and um. But it was an honor, and I do appreciate coming on. And, and there's anything I could do to push you guys, you know, even further and kind of use my platform to get more eyes on you guys. No disrespect to any other Seahawks podcast out there, but I listen to everything, and this is something where ever since that, I don't know when I picked up your show, I have listened to every single episode. That's love. We appreciate take pride you, man. being the best one, man. Hey, we man. work hard. Yeah, <laughs> I respect the other ones too, but this is our shit. Yeah, no, no shit. No yeah, shit. We, thank you guys. Doing this for for a while, man. And we appreciate Ben. We appreciate you having you on. I just like the different perspectives. I was at the game, but I'm in the press box. You're at the game, but you're down there with the people. You know, Chris is getting the 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 TV view too because it's always interesting to hear the narratives that they paint. Yep, you know, so you talk cool, about talking about yeah, Marcus Spears and like how did how Troy and 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 uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck talked about the game. And I talked to Lewis Riddick a couple weeks ago at training camp. He was like, "Yo, I think they're building something here." I think Lewis ended up tweeting that too. Um, yeah, just yeah, it kind of ruined a little insight I had. He just tweeted the shit out. I've always uh, heard okay. negative things about our team, man. That's it. Yeah, no, look, that's yeah, that's why I thought Riddick telling like that's the first time I met Riddick in the lobby at the VMAC. He was like, "Yo, nice to meet you, man. I think they're building something here." Like he just la- launched into the convo. I was like, "Oh." Let's talk about it. And he ended up tweeting it. Um, I think him, Dan Orlovsky were out there together. Like, no, nah, there's some people who believe in the Seahawks. And a lot more after tonight. Yep. A lot more people after tonight. And so uh, I can't wait to see where this goes further. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's the Seahawks man-to-man podcast. Yes. Powered by The Athletic. Um, shout out to the company. Again, shout out to everybody who watched our live show. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. Here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. As usual, special guest Ben Baller in the building, letting us host uh, in his space. Uh, On that note, uh, actually, we're coming back this week with a preview episode. Shout out to homie Matt Barrows, covers the 49ers for The Athletic. We'll have him on. Uh, The show will drop on Wednesday. Until that show drops, thank you guys for listening. And we are out. You see, I don't have to drive me if you say that for your mama. Maybe you should smoke some and try the marijuana. I was loving you good. The vibe was straight. Showed you a couple of things and they finished trains. I treated you right. Everything was a gift from a time to your bag and a color. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.